Hey everyone, welcome to the Water Lab Podcast. I'm James Marshall and this episode was brought to you by Pure Sport CBD and Fortune Favors. So head over to waterlab.com if you're interested in trying either of those two products. But anyway, let's get today's guest. So at the start of season two, I wrote down a list of 100 people I was hoping to get on the show. And to be honest, today's guest was not on that list. However, he did post a very inspirational video on his social media the other day that hit me around mental health. And I know so many people in the world are having struggles at the moment around mental health. So I thought it would be an awesome time to get him on and chat about it. He's also a very promising rugby player and an absolute lad who's always keen to help others. It is the great man himself, Austin Hay. Welcome, Seal. Thanks for coming on, mate. Cheers, Jimmy. Thank you for having me, mate. How are you, mate? What's going on over in the UK? You know, it's it's a bit of a, a bit of a mess really with old lockdown and COVID. Um over my side we're doing well. We're I'm fine and getting getting on. You know, every day's uh a new day, so yeah, mate. Are you are you working or anything? Oh, so I'm currently so I work now, um I'm working in a school for kids that have uh, who are mentally challenged and come from like a vulnerable background. Um so ever since COVID struck I've been working in, in the school uh being going in every day teaching the kids um and then i'm currently now playing for rosland park in national one so the third uh league in the english prem and obviously they've well the league hasn't been able to run due to covid so i think next month i've would have been a year without playing a full game of rugby which is which is brutal but i mean it's it's the way it is at the moment. Um, it's a shame because it's a new club for me. I signed in September. So it's a shame that I haven't been able to get out and have a crack with the boys, but I've met some of them and we've trained. But but yeah, it's it's been it's been good. I've been I've been ticking along. Um no, it's just a shame that I haven't been able to play any real rug. Yeah, that's tough, eh? How have you kept in such good shape? You're looking you're looking strong and fit. Oh, luckily the school has a gym. Um and then plus like Roslyn Park, we've been able to train um, socially distance so, and wiping down and everything. So um, I've been doing a lot of gym sessions and I've actually been running quite a bit, which is which is quite a shock for, <laughs> for me to say. Um, just trying to do like, just keep myself going, you know. And I can't believe I'm saying myself, but yeah, I've been doing some running. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you'll be, you'll be on fire when you get back on, on that paddock. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see. So one thing I wanted to ask you before we start was how did you get the nickname Seal? I know everyone calls you Seal and I'm guessing there's a pretty interesting story behind that. Uh, I mean, it kind of stayed at Irish to be honest with you, so uh, you're bringing it back if any of Roslyn Park people hear it. But uh, So it was my first year into the senior ACAD and I was training with uh, the first MU boys um, in pre-season and we do at, at the time they um, do the thing when you make a two-handed touch, you have to go down on the floor and do like a pancake. So lie on your stomach, roll onto your back, and then go back into your stomach. And um, I think it was Deck uh, was like, "Ah, oh, can someone show me uh, an example?" Uh, Austin, you you do it. And he was like, "Do it without any hands on the on the floor or something like that." And I just happened to do it, and I looked like a seal when I did it. I did it a couple of times, and it was like uh, George Robson was just like, "Ah, you look like a seal." Ah. And then ever since, it's literally, I've just been. They, when I was there, they just called me the seal. Uh, every time I went off to uni, then came back, it was like, "Ah, oh, not even you're right, Austin." It's ah, oh, the seal. What are you saying? Are you good? So. 
uh, that's how I've got the the famous nickname, the seal. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's classic. <laughs> oh, I love it. It's such is it's. Yeah. It's such it's one of those things where it's such good chat, but at the same time, just so I think my thing is so smelly, just because it's something over nothing, and it's just it's just stuck. So, yeah. Mate. The other thing I remember about you at um, London Irish Trainings was your ability to fix it. That the team had brought in the call to as oh, soon as yeah, there was mate. a mistake, someone had to fix it, and your ability to jump Bread on that butter. ball, yeah, you were the fix it king. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Where'd you get yeah, that mate. skill from? I still, mate, I still do it now. Whenever I see the ball, and, and I, I, well, I've been playing National One. As soon as I see that ball, I'm like, fix it. <laughs> Even when I was at uni, I was like shouting to people, you, you need to fix that. You need to do it. Um, so it's something that's just stuck. <laughs> oh, it's, a, it's a good skill to have. Anyway, let's go back to the start <laughs> for you. I'm pretty keen to hear about your childhood and what it was yep. like for the wee seal growing up. Um, so I, I grew up in um, Slough. Um, if many listeners probably haven't, but if they have, it's not uh, it's not the best area. It's probably the most famous from the office, uh, the UK. I, it's not a good place to say I'm from, so I like to say I'm from Windsor. It's a bit nicer. Um, and so I kind of I grew up in Windsor. Uh, started playing rugby around seven, and I was uh, I've actually played most of my life. I played with Matt Williams. Yeah, is that Irish now? Yeah. Um, we grew up together under sevens from Windsor all the way to when we got to Irish. But oh yeah, I when I was younger as well, my dad was very. I think it was. I think it was about the same time when the where we won the World Cup. Yeah. Um. So my dad obviously was quite influenced by that and got me and my three other brothers to get involved. Um. And me being the youngest, I was always watching my brothers like play contact and do rugby, and I was quite jealous. So. Yeah. I was quite aggressive with it and I started like at tag rugby doing full contact and I was getting told off because I've seen my brothers play full goo and I can't do anything. I just have to keep on doing tag. So I think from a young age, my my parents and my coaches knew that I was, uh, I've always wanted to play rugby. So yeah. Were you always a prop? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I was, I was, when I was at, I used to play flanker for a bit when yeah. I was younger. And then growing up um, at my secondary school, I was number eight. Oh yeah. Um, so I used to do, I used to do a, a, a ton of pick and goes. Like <laughs> we'll be in our own twenty-two, and I pick up from the scrum and just run the length of the field and score. <laughs> and I don't know if my teammates, I don't know if my teammates liked it or not, but that's all, like I swear to God, that's all all I was good at at that at that like age because everyone else was so small and I was like five foot eight massive like big lad oh, and everyone else is skinny and all i did was just pick and go i was i was that mutant child the man child <laughs> growing up and it was just like <laughs> i was just playing that and it was just yeah oh. um and then in the end in the end the rig overtook me and my fitness wasn't there so <laughs> prop was the calling <laughs> oh that's good stuff did you play any other sports growing up i heard you were quite big into your lego uh where did you get that from? <laughs> Weren't you on um, TV? There was a, yeah, I was going to say, there was a time where uh, when I was in like kind of primary school, uh, oh, we yeah. had the gadget show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can't believe it. Um, and so they, they came around to the school and they were doing like, um, they had loads of toys out on, on show and they wanted to get kids to try it and test it and all that malarkey. And 
I just happened to be holding a Lego camera and playing around <laughs> with the Lego camera and I got on TV and they were like, oh, Austin, like, what What do you think of this Lego camera? And, and you've got this big year six going, uh, I like it, it's Lego, it's cool and it's fun. And I'm just like, like I've, I know there's a photo somewhere on my Facebook and my lid is like, I've got a bowl cut, I'm this big guy in this like year six body and it's just... <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, but I wouldn't say I was into Lego, but yeah, I was I was on the gadget show showing off a Lego camera. Yeah, classic. <laughs> Is the video of that footage out anywhere? Surely that's on YouTube somewhere. Uh, I've actually tried to, mate. Honestly, I've been trying to find that footage for years. I've always wanted to find the clip, but I know there's a photo somewhere. Um, it's on my Facebook page somewhere. I know I've had a few tags in it, but like when it got released so yeah i'll try and find it and send it to you oh how good and then talk to me about your time at um, london irish how did you find your three years there yeah so it was, i well obviously so while i was there i was at uni at bath so um most of my time i like, i was there for a lot of pre-seasons i was there for nearly all the pre-seasons and then whenever i had time off um like lectures so around christmas time uh, I'll come back and train, but I, I enjoyed it. I, I was there with, uh, deck, uh, deck kind of came, brought, brought me through, uh, Kendo, um, Paul and obviously Nikki G, Nick Gallagher in the background stuff. So, um, oh yeah, I really enjoyed it. Obviously it was class, like meeting some of the boys, getting to know everyone, seeing some like heroes, you know, learning stuff off like Tom Core, um, Sire, uh, Gordy, I mean, it was class to like get to know people and see and just learn about different different people and talk to people that I probably wouldn't have talked to. Yeah. Um, like speaking to like Big Fizz, like I probably would never have spoken to someone like that in my life, and it was and it was quite an interesting like conversation. You know what I mean? So, um, although I wasn't at Irish a lot due to being away, every time I was there, I was quite. I always felt like at home. Their boys were very welcoming, although I got a lot of stick for only turning up every now and then. Um, yeah, it was, it was good crack. Like I really enjoyed it. So, yeah. So one thing I always remember about you was that you always seemed to be happy, always smiling, real friendly um, sort of bloke. So to hear that you've been struggling with mental health struggles and um, depression over those that whole time is was quite shocking for me mm. to hear. So, do you want to talk about your mental health struggles and when did they start, um, and what was it like? So, it kind of mainly start started um, when I was in my s- second year, really, um, of uni. So, and my kind of second year of my contract. Um, in the past, I like just re- more recently, my my parents had divorced, um, so it was quite. Um, it was quite a shock. It wasn't something that just uh, we kind of knew. It was a long time coming. So uh, it was a bit of a shock to me. Um, and it was something that you, you just don't think will would happen to you. Um, that obviously made me a bit upset. But it was more when I was at Bath and worrying about um, Irish. Um, I wasn't getting a lot of contact while I was at Bath. Um, I was kind of on my own. I wasn't really being looked after, in, in my in my opinion. Um I had boys who signed at Quinn's, Bath, Worcester, um, and they had quite regular uh, meetings and their coaches coming down to have a chats. And I, I think in my one time, in my three years, they had a coach come down once. Um, so I've, cu- I've felt kind of out of the bubble 
from there. And then obviously I was quite worried about getting re-signed, um, which kind of affects me quite a bit um, because I was, I was so like, oh, I don't know what I can do. Um, obviously I'm here in Bath and like there's nothing like I need to work on my my degree but at the same time I'm going to carry on being this professional rugby player but obviously I can't I can't do both when I'm so far away from each other um and so because I was just so panicked and I was so worried about losing my contract I just I just felt like I just felt awful I didn't know what I was doing I don't know what I didn't know where my life was going to go um and it was just one of those things where I didn't know who to turn to. I didn't know what, what I could do. Um, and it was just, it just kind of built up, built up. Um, I had troubles with, I split with my girlfriend at the time, um, which kind of didn't help as well. So I was a bit worried, a bit upset and like really like anxious. And like, I just didn't know where my life was going. Um, once I found out I wasn't getting re-signed, but this was, wasn't until my f- final year, um, I started like, I knew that Irish was done. So I had to kind of enjoy my rugby a bit more, kind of got a bit better, but obviously I was still so worried about, okay, what what's what's going to happen with my life? What what am I going to amount to? Um, where am I going to go? What job am I going to do? And then afterwards I moved, finished uni, passed, got my degree, um and then like moved to in london uh signed for a new club um but at the same still it was more very worrying about what what am i going to do in my life um i really wanted to become a pe teacher post um uni and i was like just signed for this new club uh the club said that it would help me out with finding me a teaching job and they kind of didn't so i was bouncing around jobs i, I was doing the sales person role and it wasn't like I didn't enjoy it because you know those people they go out onto the streets yeah and they approach you and be like oh who's your gas and electricity with I was doing that and and I hated it I was doing just so I could try and earn some money and I was just like this is not what I want to do this is shit like what the hell am I doing with my life um so I quit that and then I was like jobless for a while uh and then I got my teaching job last January so I've been at the school for over a year um and it's quite it's quite like it's, i really enjoy it there it's an awesome school but obviously it's quite a tough school at the same time because obviously the kids are so like because they've got autism and they've got adhd and stuff like that it's it's quite intense um like obviously it's quite mentally like you're getting abused quite a lot you're being uh, physically abused as well i've had like chairs thrown at me Jeez. i've been punched and like stuff like that it's like um it's it's a job that I love and it's a good job, but obviously it, it does take your toll. And then last summer, um, a girl, the girl that I was my, my girlfriend that I was with at the time, split up with me. Um, we've been we were together for a long time, and that hurt. Um, it was it was just something that you just didn't think would happen. Like you you saw yourself with a partner. I saw myself with her long-term like marriage and stuff like that and then when she was like um oh yeah um blah 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 it was it was quite shocking uh, I just it was just one of those things that you know it, you just don't think it would happen to you just like your parents divorce you just don't think it's 
you didn't see the the cracks yeah um so i was like look i respect the decision there's nothing i can do about it moved out moved back to my mum's um and yeah and then it got to the point where again i got to i i, I always come back to this what am i going to do in my life where am i going to see myself am i going to be able to buy myself a house am i going to buy myself be able to have let my kids enjoy the life that i've had be the do the sports that i've done and it just it just built up and i was like i just felt so alone and so shit because i just see i've seen like just everywhere it was just like what am i going to do see like on on instagram and stuff like that that people are like posting and then being happy and people that are doing well for themselves people like my age having kids and and um, buying houses and it just got so much that i didn't know what what to do um started getting insomnia uh i was struggling to sleep like it would be work nights and i I wouldn't be able to go to bed until like three um and then i'll be waking up at like six uh to go to work and it would just be it'll be awful um and i'll just be constantly thinking about um my past uh, like my ex and then like what am i going to do with my life and it just it just got to such a breaking point that i i like held the tie like i i wanted in in the video I, and i met that i wanted to commit suicide um and obviously for me like you said you 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 see you saw me as a big happy like smiley guy quite always seemed quite positive so it comes to quite a shock to people um and it's that's that's the that's the thing with depression and mental health that you could be talking to someone that's always happy like me and actually deep down i'm i'm not happy i'm i'm actually struggling um and it just got to such a bad point where i didn't want to be a burden anymore i didn't want to i didn't want to speak to anyone i didn't want anyone to to know what I was going through that I just wanted to go into the woods by my parents house and hang myself um it's it's obviously quite a deep dark thing to say but it's it's the truth and I I feel like I wouldn't be doing myself justice and I wouldn't be doing other people to show that it's okay yeah um obviously like I I struggled. Um, I was alone. I felt alone. Um, I didn't know who I should turn to. Um, I just felt like I was just in this dark hole. Um, and I, I, I literally, I was just like, I just, I was just crying at night and I hate it. I just, it was the worst, worst thing like that's ever happened to me. You know, I was, I was just, I, I just didn't know what to do. I wanted to go to sleep. I couldn't sleep. I wanted to go for a walk, but I was like, I was too tired to go for a walk. And I was just like, shit, what? <laughs> like, like, I just, I don't want this to, to carry on. I don't want this to carry on. I don't want to worry about my future, about me having to make sure that I'm earning enough so that I can buy a house and sustain something with my family. Or if I, when I have a family or if I have a family. And I think the main thing that kind of stopped me doing it was my the love for my family i've seen people and i've heard people that take their lives 
um, and how much it affects people. And I just don't think I could have done that to my to my loved ones, to my mum and dad, to my brothers, um, because they just mean so much to me. Yeah. So I'm I'm very thankful that they they're in my life. Um because I think if I didn't have them, I probably would have taken my life at that time. Um and although I didn't tell them when when how how I was feeling, um it in the end I turned I turned to my mate I turned to him and went, look, I'm actually not okay. Um, I'm really struggling here. Um, At the time, I didn't tell them that I wanted to commit suicide because I just didn't feel like it was appropriate. But um, So, yeah, I I, I said, look, I'm struggling here. Um, Just need to express myself and say what's on my chest. Look, I'm not happy. I'm upset. I can't believe someone that I loved left me i don't know where i'm gonna go with my life um like stuff like that and it, in the end i was very lucky that the people that i talked to were very supportive and um one of my friends put me onto this guy called matt who's a pt and who i'm now working with to with like with jim and my mental health and he he um he helped me and he like let me he was an ear for me and he explained how a situation he was in and um it, we just had a good chat and he uh, recommended a book on it was uh, by ant middleton and it was the it was i can't remember what it's called but he he's he's climbing mount everest at the time of the book so i, I was reading that and that really helped so like i'm still i'm still getting i'm getting better but I'm still like I have days where I come home and cry in my bedroom or like on Friday I I I was sat there watching TV with my mate and I just put my head next like on his shoulder and I was just like Phew. I feel shit mate like and, and and I don't know what it it was just and it was just one of those things where I was just like I just feel rubbish man um I just what am I doing with my life am I doing the right thing Am I happy? Am I, am I going to be successful? What, like, what am I going to do? So, um, I think what helped me the most was speaking out to my friends. Um, I'm very lucky that now I'm living with three of my best mates that I grew up with. Um, and I'm now that I went to school with Matt, Tom and George. Um, so I'm very thankful that I can, and all my families, they're they're very open to us towards it, and they always like, look, we're here, don't suffer alone. Um, and which and it's and that's so important to whoever this whoever's listening to this that if you are struggling, please don't go through it alone. It, I know how badly it affects you, I know how badly it eats you up inside, but you feel ten times better getting it out on someone. And and for me, my problem was I felt like a burden. I felt like a liability when you shouldn't be. You shouldn't you shouldn't feel like that. You shouldn't um, you should never feel like you're a liability or burden because you're not feeling your mental health isn't the perfect little good. Yeah. Like you've got friends here, you've got family there that like you've got people around you that love you, and just so speak to them. I know it's I know it's easiest probably easier said than done but as soon as you do it you just feel 10 times better so what stopped you from speaking to your um, family 
Um, I think because because obviously, um, as this like rugby player and as a big guy, I just didn't want to feel embarrassed that um to say to people, oh yeah, I'm actually struggling here. Um, I and because I'm always quite a happy guy, I'm quite um yeah i'm always quite happy i i I didn't feel the need to go speak to someone and say oh i'm actually struggling here because i don't know i just felt like they would um just be a bit awkward with it and just be like i'd always get bombarded with messages saying oh uk oh uk uh how you doing today blah 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 blah." and it was just like oh i just don't want to be that burden yeah i don't want to be that liability on, on my friends who like i I didn't feel like they needed to know um or even my family i don't i didn't want to put that pressure and and that the the words to them about how i was feeling um it was just more i i i, I didn't want them to think any less of me yeah um and i didn't want them to worry about me because i know how much they loved me or care about me that i didn't want to turn around and be like look blah 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 and then they either worry about me and and think any less of me and stuff like that. So I think that's what kind of put me off speaking out and yeah, and the like the rugby background. Um just like me being six foot, um, hundred and twenty kegs, lad, bald guy, beard, that actually he's he's actually fine. He he he's yeah, he's a manly man. He doesn't need to. He does. He shouldn't be depressed. And the other thing you talked about that moment where you wanted to go to the woods um, and hang yourself was that just a yeah. one one off moment where it all sort of built up, or mm-hmm. did you have that thought quite commonly throughout this sort of period where you're having those insomnia moments? And things? Um, I had it. It wasn't the first time. Um, I had it before. I had it when I was at uni. Um, where I wanted to do it the first time, yeah. But again, I just, I just, I, I didn't have the, I didn't have the balls to do it, to be honest. Um, and then the second time round, I think it just, there was, there was a time, it was a long period of time um, during the insomnia moments, and then I was off over Christmas, not doing anything. Um, I think, and it, it just built up like, as well as my birthday in November as well, um, and there was stuff like that, and there was a lot of memories that came up and I was just like, Oh, I don't want to, I don't, I just don't want to go through this. I don't want to, I don't want to go through listening to all these stuff and seeing stuff like that just reminds me of my past. Um, so it kind of just built up over the couple of months and a couple of weeks. So it wasn't just in like one day that I wanted to do it. It was over, um, like a few weeks, a few months. So yeah. Crazy. And it sounds like you put, you put a lot of pressure on yourself to have a, an image successful life so you talked about the social media and what Mm. everyone else is doing having a family and you want this sort of perfect life but do you feel like social media has affected um, your mental state and a lot of other people's mental states from just um, scrolling and seeing other people looking happy I wouldn't say it affected me too much Um, I obviously see people that I'm like fair you're a decent Nick Um, (laughs) but I know that for me not too much because I know (laughs) I know that obviously with my rugby um, that I can't become this um, like Olympic goddess, like God, you know, um, hero like type bod with this eight pack. And um, just because I, I like being a prop, you know, I like having a bit of a belly, having, having a pint of Guinness after a game, you know, um, 
but I think for other people and and men and women, um, they obviously see these people that are promoting stuff and saying and clothing and and obviously doing all the editing and all that malarkey and it's they're showing false um, lifestyles. Um, so I think for some people, they obviously struggle with um, trying to look like someone that they realistically can't look like. Um, and I just think it's just so false and so filtered that some people just don't look past everything. And, and, and yeah. Yeah, fair enough. The other thing, you t- when you talk about those moments where you think about going to the woods, what's the, what's the emotion, what's the feeling that goes through your head leading up to it and then once you've once you've realized that shit i'm not doing this this what was i thinking well leading up to it i was just like i was just i don't know how to express it but it's just you just feel so numb um you just feel like you there's there's just nothing um like for me i remember just i was sitting up i was crying (laughs) And like just saying it, just like I sound so stupid, but I'm not. Like I was just sitting there with my pillow, crying. Uh, just felt awful, just hollow. Like that, there's nothing that I can't do anything and and whatever. And and I knew that if I just went, it would end the pain and and stuff. And it wasn't until afterwards where I was like, no, Austin, you can't do this. You you've got. Imagine what it would do to your mum and dad. In the end, I, I was, I've, I said to myself, "Don't be selfish. You can't, you can't put your family and friends through this heartbreak because it'll just, it'll kill them. It'll eat. Like I know, my mum and dad are so, um, like they, they love me. They love my brothers. Um, so I know that anything that I, if I did do it, I, I know I'd just destroy their lives. And I knew that I couldn't put that on them so obviously when i when i said no not doing it not going go try and sleep um i try and uh, i'll take like some sleeping pills just to try and knock me out just so i could just get it like just go to sleep don't worry about it like just focus on something else just try and just two or three um and just try and sleep just try and just not think about it um get over it and the next day I'd, I'd wake up and I'd and I feel okay well done for not doing it but try not to go through that pain again and I think for me a lot of the time was whenever I was left alone um like driving home from work um I just it just built up and it was the loneliness is the time of being alone that which kind of let it played through my head so i just try to stay with people and try and focus on other stuff um at the time when i wanted to do it i felt quite hollow quite numb um quite sad but afterwards i was i was quite relieved because i knew that i wouldn't uh be putting that pain and that heartbreak on my family and all my friends so i, I didn't say i feel good but I knew that they wouldn't be suffering now because their youngest son or their one of their friends has just passed away because he didn't open up to to them about how he's actually dealing with his life and how he's feeling. Hundred percent. And you talked about um, sleeping pills. There was that a regular um, thing? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's still 
still is now. Yeah. Um, there's there's times where uh, I my my brain's just ticking over. Um, I'm, I'm doing the same thing. I'm just worried about stuff. Um, I'm worried about doing things, and 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 my brain just I, much. I normally want to go to bed at like half ten, um, and then like just have eight hours sleep, nine hours sleep, whatever. But my brain just just was like, nope, not happening. Let's think about this and this, and it. I hated it, and I'd be up for like an hour trying to force myself to sleep, and then in the end, I was like, nope. Let's pop a let's pop a sleeping tab, um, and let's see. And I, I've got this like lavender stuff as well that that sometimes helps. That helps. So, so what do you think your biggest fear is that um, keeps you up, keeps you thinking? What's the one thing that you just really um, don't want to happen in your life? It was there's a few things. There was it was like I I wanna. I want to be able to have a good future for myself and my kids and my family if I have one. Um, I want to make sure that I'm happy. They're happy. Uh, they're going to do all the stuff that they want. Um, am I going to hit the? Because at the end of the day, my my dream, number now, my job, if it's not rugby wise, my ideal job to get is become a director of rugby at a school, like a private school or school or a PE teacher, rugby coach at a school. Um, and I'm like, oh, am I ever going to get that goal? Am I ever going to reach that goal? Um, and then as well, it's just like heartbreak um, because it was such a meaningful relationship to me. I just didn't want to, I don't want to go through that like pain again. Um, I don't want to go through that heartbreak again because it just, what what I went through last, last summer was awful and I hated it. I just, I didn't know what to do with myself. So um, they're kind of the main things. Um like what am I gonna do? How am I gonna get on? Am I gonna be heartbroken again? Type thing. So um, I know uh, people maybe, and it, it's not. I know it's not soft, but some people may hear this. Actually, this is soft, but I don't care. This this is me. This is what I'm um, saying. And if and like I said in my video, I said if you think I'm any less of me because I'm saying this, then you can unfollow me. Like. <laughs> you're not important to me then if you think any less for me because I've now opened up and I've said this is why I'm upset and this is the problem cool get out of my life like and that and I feel like if people feel like that about their mental health um then get them out of your life because you don't need that negativity you don't need that someone putting you down when actually you need someone to be like okay cool I can help you let me let me help you let me point you in the right direction let me use my contacts let me just be an, an ear whatever so yeah 100 percent. what you're doing is putting us making yourself vulnerable like this is just helping so many other people who aren't comfortable to do that yet there'll be so many people in the world who um, will be relating to you at the moment especially with what's going on with covid and stuff there's so many people stressing about what's going to happen in their life or yeah. in the future so Mate, there's so I got so much respect for you opening up about this, and um, I'm sure that so many people get a lot out of this. Going on that, what what's one thing that you think um, could help someone who is sort of stressing about the future? What would be the bit of advice you'd give them? In my opinion, don't try not to worry about it too much. Like for me, I'm 23. I may not look it, <laughs> um, and I may not seem it, but <laughs> um, but I'm I'm 23, um, and for me, I'm like I'm so worried that. 
I'm not going to have stuff by I'm like 25, 26, but that's BS. I don't need to worry about what I'm, what's happening. I'm, I'm in my 20s. Like if you're in your 20s, enjoy your 20s. Go out. There's a lot of people say, go out, see the world, enjoy yourself, go to the club, go and go and go traveling, go to Cornwall, whatever, like enjoy yourself. You don't have to worry about what you're doing in your life because what I've got another 40 years of work life that I'm going to have to do fine let that let that be the case um and if you really want something your mind you can do it no one can stop you achieving your goal if you want to do something do it right you want that gene job try get go make that happen if and then if you need anyone to like help you use your friends use linkedin use stuff like use stuff on at your disposal use the internet like it's just like don't worry about the little things in life it they will come to you um i think that's my main thing and because i'm so worried about me like going back to being a pro rugby player becoming a director of sport um being a head of rugby whatever i don't need to worry about that there's not many director of sports or rugby or whatever at 23 yeah. like there's just not so don't focus too much about the future just focus about the now that's powerful advice seal love that from you thank you man <laughs> and as always uh we've just gone to our instagram page for some questions and mate you've you've come up trumps there's been heaps for you a lot of these are about mental health as well um so this is this yeah. will be cool how do i stop listening to negative self-talk and thinking that it's true um speak out to someone um obviously so someone like myself i obviously i was quite negative with how i thought um i always thought people thought less of me like i didn't have the perfect physique i wasn't smart blah 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 blah. um so in my in my opinion and in my experience i like speak out um there's obviously you've got close you've got family and you've got friends that care about you and if you like i say if you if you don't want to be a burden and a liability to those friends there's like helplines there's loads of helplines or uh, where you can be anonymous and they're stranger so you they won't affect they, they won't tell your friends or family and hopefully if you do tell your friends or family they keep it to themselves if you say look this stays between me and you this is how I'm feeling then then do it speak like don't let the negative thoughts eat you eat at you because that's the worst like in my opinion that's the worst thing you can do it it just break you down and and I still do it and it's so wrong you should just speak to someone and be like look actually today I've had a pretty shit day I've haven't enjoyed it I didn't I got a bit of a telling off by my manager um like I didn't hit a pb you know and guess what that's fine you're going to get days like that but if you speak to someone and speak out and say look this is what i'm feeling this is how my day's gone they could be like okay cool listen man you've this you're awesome like it's one day don't worry about it you you go back tomorrow you go back to the gym and smash that pb you go back tomorrow and smash that sales or that bronco or whatever it is don't let that negativity inside you eat at you speak out um or write write it down write it down in a diary um how you're feeling um my mate matt said 
do a do a planner do a planner on how you're feeling and just so you can you can let out that your emotions just be like okay today uh sunday the 21st of february i had a rubbish day uh i like uh, i didn't hit my i didn't go for a run and i slobbed about all day um so yeah i think in my in my opinion and my view that you you speak out or you find a way to um express that emotion and not feel don't don't ever feel like a burden or liability because you've given what how you feel to someone else because if if they're there to listen they're there to listen if they didn't want to listen then they're obviously not the right person um but hopefully everyone everyone will listen to you everyone that you if you speak to loves you well enough to listen to you and happily just listen to what you go through did you ever use the um helplines that you talked about or do you i i never did um just because i don't know i just i just never um i don't know i don't know why i never did i just thought that i didn't need to um i didn't know what it would be like as well i didn't know what the process was and stuff like that so i think i just kind of just put it off um uh, no i never uh but i'm sure and i've I've had people say that they're a really good uh helpline and system and uh thing to go and use because obviously they're a stranger so they're not gonna be in your per uh, like your bubble your circle no judgment yeah. um yeah so there's no judgment well there shouldn't be any judgment anyway but there would be less of a judgment or less of a of a, a emotional judgment, attachment yeah. to it yeah 100 percent. so yeah good stuff okay next one a family member of mine is really struggling and i don't know how to help them um again speak out uh speak to them um be like look if you say are you okay are you truly okay and they're still like yeah no i'm fine i'm fine because that's that's what i've done i've done yeah I've, I had friends have gone, Austin, UK. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm, I'm glad. You know, I'm, look at me. I'm fine. I'm happy. I'm chirpy. Um, and be like, look, I know. Be like, look, even even if you're, I know that you're okay. You're saying that you're okay. But if you're not okay, just know that I'm here for you. I love you. You mean the world to me. Um, like you're, the, you're, you're awesome. Keep on doing what you're doing. If you are struggling, look, I'm here for you. Um, like, mum's here for you dad's here for you your brother's here for you i'm here for you like whoever like that family member is try don't don't you should never force them to speak out to you because that's just you're just putting pressure on them and it's pressure that they don't need um but just try and have a good atmosphere and good um like pick the right time to do it if obviously if they've had that bad day um whatever like if, if if it's just you and them watching tv or just you and them having dinner or whatever um just be like you're right how how, how are you actually doing okay okay you you're actually okay okay sweet but just to let you know if you're not okay i'm here for you i love you um if there's anything i can do i'm here you know there's helplines like just don't go through it alone um yeah and and that's that's obviously i'm not an expert i'm not someone that's trained um 
psychologically on how to deal with this stuff but in my in my case and all the stuff that i have read on um like instagram there's a few pages like blokes um loose how loose heads um there's like a couple of or even if you just type in line online how to help with someone with mental health um i'm sure there'll be some great tips um that can hopefully help you approach that family member to try and give them some relief because obviously they shouldn't if they are going through something they shouldn't be going through it alone yeah nice seal talking therapy gives you short-term relief but how do you get long-term relief from mental health struggles um that's a very good question because i i I agree with that um how short-term it's it's great and and that's and that's what I, my think is if, if if you if you keep on surrounding yourself with good good energy, um, just keep on speaking to your family and friends um, about what's going on, how you're feeling day in day out or on a monthly occasion, uh, even phone calls, even if you do a regular phone call to someone. Um, and like my like my father called me today and he was like, "How are you? How are you? How are you, how are you actually getting on?" And it was good because I was like, "Actually, Dad." I struggled the other day. Um, I felt pretty rubbish, um, but uh, it felt good that I could actually speak out to my dad, someone that like we're both very um, manly people. I feel like we're very ma- like um, masculine. So speaking speaking to a subject like that to him is obviously quite tough for me, and and I'm sure for him to hear that his youngest is is struggling. So yeah, just keep on keep on going uh speaking to the same person maybe switch up um keep on doing stuff that you love um obviously obviously we're in a pandemic so it's a lot harder to do now especially like i mean i haven't played rugby in over a year um but even if you just go for runs or just go for a throw about with a flatmate or your brother or or a friend socially distanced like just just keep on doing what you love keep on enjoying stuff and keep on speaking out very good seal you're a guru (laughs) i wouldn't say that but yeah (laughs) what's it like living with your childhood idol (laughs) yeah that's one of my flatmates (laughs) uh i mean living with myself is great i mean uh, (laughs) i love myself and uh i mean everyone else should love love uh love your your best uh your main fan and your main uh, critic is yourself. So, I mean, always love yourself, always look up to yourself. So that's, I mean, I, I love living with, with my idol. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. What age did you have to shave your head? I shaved my head at 20, I believe. Um, I was going very thin on the top. Uh, I've got, I have the old uh, monk where it's just literally like, yeah, it was it was games. We're seeing the games and seeing the camera and constantly beaming down on my head. Um, <laughs> in the end, I got to I think I think I was twenty, um, going into my final year of the of Irish, and I shaved my head. So, yeah, twenty twenty one. I I braved the shave and I haven't looked back on it since. No so, regrets. Yeah, no regret. Love it. Embrace it. Yeah. Whoever's going bald, shave it off. Embrace <laughs> it. That's probably the best advice. Yeah. <laughs> takeaway advice for today (laughs) okay last question how do you take the pressure off yourself to have the perfect life 
it's something that obviously you like like myself you care a lot about um and that you want to do well for um but i think at the end of the day you just need to enjoy the moment that you're in enjoy the people that you're around um the loved ones that you've got your family like if you still have your grandparents um enjoy spending time with them um enjoy the moment the little moments of being with your friends talking to your friends um just keep on living in the moment living in the present the very cliche i know but that's that's future stuff i mean for me well i'm i'm 23 i don't need to, in my opinion and even if you're 25 26 like don't worry about it you you don't need to worry about it even if you're older just mm. keep on going enjoy family friends keep on enjoying the little the little things in life you know um because at the end of the day um that's the most important thing um yes you know i like you know you want to have that that's your goals you want to have that nice house you want to be able to afford uh holidays for your kids and have food on the table for your kids but don't worry about it yeah. it'll come if you work hard now and if you put all the grinding now when you come to however old you are to be doing that then you'll you'll uh you the re- reward will come um so yeah just like now just don't worry about it don't like focus on your job now focus on being the best that you could be now uh keep on developing yourself keep on loving yourself as much as you can loving your family loving like your pets just enjoy the little things the little wins in life as well you know you you make a pb you you get up you like not even the pb even if you get out of the house for a day and go for a walk and you've been stuck inside for a week mm-hmm. well done you that's awesome like well like you've cut like you haven't had fizzy drinks today awesome well done you respect to you for that yeah. like it's you don't have to worry about having a fancy car if you've got a car and it gets you a to b awesome well done you some people don't even have a car mm. like you if you're living with your family if you're living with your parents save up the money don't spend all that money on clothes or whatever don't worry about materialistic stuff um if you want a house save that put that get an isa like it's just it's just the small things in life that i say that you just need to enjoy stop living for the future and just enjoy what you're doing now enjoy your friends enjoy your family and just keep on rocking and keep on being happy and enjoying the time that you've got with everyone geez that's great advice here what a way to what a way to finish a great podcast um really appreciate you coming on the show mate like you're like the perfect example of you never know what the person's really feeling like inside so it's always good to check on your mates and um for you to come Mm. and on here and speak so honestly and open yourself up um really appreciate that i know so many people get a lot out of this especially the ones who are struggling so um yeah mate you're doing awesome things uh good luck with the rest of your career good luck with the future um yeah really appreciate you coming on the podcast mate thank you cheers thank you for having and um just before i go if anyone is listening to this and struggling i mean like my my instagram's open um i'm more than happy to lend an ear um if you if you i may be a stranger to you um or whatever i can point you in any direction that you need or even if you just need to have a chat or a phone call or whatever uh, i i want to try and help in any way i can so yeah thank you for having me and 
hope everyone's safe and well. Mate, you're a champion bloke. Appreciate that. Thanks, mate. Cheers.